0: Hello world, I'm Tomasino, and this is Solarpunk Prompts, a series for writers where we discuss Solarpunk, a movement that imagines a world where technology is used for the good of the planet. In this series, we spend each episode exploring a single Solarpunk story prompt, adding some commentary, some inspirations, and some considerations. Most importantly, we consider how that story might help us to better envision a sustainable civilization. If this is your first time here, I'd recommend checking out our introduction episode first, where we talk about what solarpunk is, why you should care, and why the series came into being. Today's prompt is, The Electronics Graveyard. A shantytown sits next to an electronics waste site in the Global South where the electronics are remixed, remade, and cannibalized to repair and maintain the local hospital. Its parts are needed as no northerner will ever come with newly milled replacements. The town slowly evolves into their own version of Shenzhen, a hub of innovation and production. One where all knowledge is shared and all kinds of crazy innovations are born. Solarpunk has a lot of influence from the Global South. Though the concept floated around blogs as early as 2008, it was really a short story collection published in Brazil in 2012 that put the movement into the public eye. Solarpunk. Historias ecologicas e fantasticas em um mundo Sustentável. And while the Art Nouveau aesthetic would bubble out online, the ideas of technologies and practices it would draw from were already well-established in the Global South. Solar energy and urban agriculture became shiny cover art, but scrappy reuse of material, upcycling, creative hacks, organic architecture. These innovations of daily reality helped prevent the idea from becoming a vague, optimistic futurism and instead, a viable movement for activism. It's because of this foundation that solarpunk can so firmly say, we're a real thing trying to create real change, not just a utopian fantasy. Solarpunk is no utopia. It may be speculative, but it's realistic. The term utopia was created by Sir Thomas More for his book of the same title, published back in the 16th century. He created the fake word using Greek roots meaning not and place. Utopia as a term was meant to literally mean an impossible place, not an achievable society at all. Solarpunk isn't a utopia. It's what Moore would have called an evtopia, or the good place. He actually addressed the name contradiction in an epilogue to Utopia, saying... Wherefore, not Utopia, but rather rightly, my name is Evtopia, a place of felicity. And yes, if you're wondering, Evtopia was the inspiration for the TV show's name. Solarpunk innovation isn't even necessarily about futurism. A community being in balance with nature doesn't require massive new technological advances. Think about the old adage, reduce, reuse, recycle. The most effective of those ideas is reduce. Just use less. Then, if you need to make stuff for some reason, reuse it. That's the second most effective, and it's the focus of this prompt. Though the prompt begins with a shantytown and a waste site, we're not calling for a story about poverty or seeking to glamorize the suffering of people. This is a story of innovation through remix. That electronics waste site is a key resource and the power of the community is non-conventional, frugal innovation. Conveniently, India has a word for this concept, jugad. This idea can mean anything from a creative workaround of a problem to a hack, think hackers and hackerspaces from our earlier episode, to using a resource in an unconventional way. The word jugad, or jugar in Urdu, is also the name of a type of homemade car in India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. These are usually coupled together from some wooden parts, a hodgepodge of waste SUV parts, and something to make it go, often old irrigation pumps. While these aren't the safest vehicles, and they aren't regulated, they demonstrate that spirit we're looking for. They creatively solve the problem with a flexible design that can use whatever is at hand. The idea is is something to compare against frugal innovation, a practice more common in the North. Confusingly, the term is sometimes used in stories about Jugad, where people are unfamiliar with the Indo-Aryan term. In reality, this is a different model where an invention or good has its costly parts stripped away to make it marketable in developing countries. Rather than being a solution designed to serve these communities, it's a way to squeeze the most profit. A common place we see this is in healthcare manufacturing. The cost of a typical low end centrifuge runs between 1 and 5,000 US dollars. A frugal invention machine with calibration parts removed using substandard materials may cost as little as half that amount. But Jugad offers a different path. In 2017, a hand powered blood centrifuge was designed using the principles of a whirligig, a child's toy. It costs 20 cents to build and no electricity to operate. It was invented by Manu Prakash, an assistant professor of bioengineering at Stanford, who has a number of inventions to his name. He credits his style of innovation directly to Jugaad and growing up in that culture in India. So let's turn that eye for creative, unconventional innovation back to our story prompt. What would the history of this site look like? It began with people living in poverty, but would evolve as those local tinkerers began to use their skills to repair and augment machines that they needed in their day-to-day life. When the nearby hospital realizes it's not getting replacement parts for its expensive equipment, where does it turn? Our repair community, of course. And as more importance is placed upon them, the idea of them as tinkerers slowly changes. Now we may call them engineers. What might happen as that activity grows? What might it look like when the entire town gets involved, and people begin traveling to join them for training? It may look a little bit like Shenzhen, China, where life revolves around invention, where open-source hardware is everywhere, and where people copy and build upon each other's designs. In a place like that, some of the most unique things come into being. Like a simple dumb phone with a single advanced feature bolted on. A GPS arrow always pointing toward Mecca. Local technology innovation should be, and often is, appropriate to the needs it fills. In your story, try to think about what sort of appropriate targeted inventions might arise. Sites like Apropedia may help. Places with this type of culture don't need to wait around for Silicon Valley to share their latest ideas. Innovation is the lifeblood of the Global South. M-Pesa is a mobile payment service developed by Kenya's largest mobile network operator, Safaricom. It launched in 2007, before smartphones, using simple GSM platforms. They already had Tap2Pay as the first iPhone was releasing, and it doesn't need an internet connection. That technology is packaged and resold across the Global South. Consider also the Mobile Alliance for Maternal Action. SMS Mama in Uganda and Mama Bangladesh. Mobile phone SMS-based systems for monitoring pregnancy and reproductive health. Platforms and services addressing issues of infant mortality and using infrastructure already in place in new creative ways. It's important to avoid negatively stereotyping the communities in our stories. Solarpunk envisions a healthy future for southern communities and we can help that idea into shared understanding through respectful representation. Take the film Sakawa as a lesson. It was an incredibly biased movie about an e-waste site in Ghana and scammers operating from it. It had a very particular vision it wanted to paint in people's minds. At the very time that documentary was filming, Ghana hosted a global conference, Republica Accra, with over 2,000 technologists from 32 countries across the continent and beyond just next door, all discussing the rising digital society and innovations in Africa. Finally, try to consider the other angles you can take in your story. Is this story taking place during the buildup of the reuse-oriented community or after? Is your point of view from within, or a new set of people just arriving, Is there a specific need for their skills at the forefront? How does Jugad play into the development of your plot? Do the characters act in a way that demonstrates their nature of creative problem solving? How do they deal with new hardships? How do they express joy in unique ways? Try to explore new creative ways that your character's culture might influence their decisions, and let that innovate new story directions for you. It's God, for Plots. Until next time, I'm Tomasino. I hope you'll join me for the next Solar Punk prompt. Music in this recording is Unlatching the Escape Pod's Lid by Bubble Geki from Global Patterns Compilation Solar Punk, A Brighter Perspective.